each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale Podcasts. Let's go. Welcome in to the Robin Kilo Podcast. I'm not ashamed. I'm on I want to do the thing. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, checking out the show. Jackpot, we got a lot of things to get into this evening. How are things in the upstate, sir? Uh, things are going great tonight. Couldn't be better. Uh, team Lordass. <laughs> is, uh, is, is at it here. Uh, I'm the American Lardass. Uh, if you remember, The Undertaker was once known as the American Badass. And when I arrive on my motorcycle, I'm the American Lardass. So, Does your hat really say American Lardass on it? It does. Holy shit. Is that from the Uncle Lou store? N- no. Uh, this is from, uh, well, Amazon store. Well, Uncle Lou should be selling those. Available trucker caps available for uh twenty uh dollars something like that. Yeah. Sir Uja says, Appreciate you starting the show four minutes late. No, your watch or cell phone or whatever is actually uh four minutes fast. Something wrong with it. It's nine o'clock well, over here. It's sort of like the uh the whole thing with, with the Royal Rumble where it's Titan <sighs> time. We'll start when we get goddamn good and ready. How's that sound? There you go. There you, there you go. go. All right, so we have things we're going to get into tonight, including um, Alabama hired some folks I thought was interesting. We can get into that. We can get into uh, – there was a Florida fan that ran his mouth, was running his mouth back and forth with Jackpot and I. Yes, there are still Florida fans that talk shit. Yeah. They not have They have not all died. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, yeah on the, uh, the the Twitter thread, and I don't think that he. Uh, I don't know if he got the point or not that the the gentleman that's a radio host here in the Upstate, uh, Mr. Ryan, is actually a Florida graduate. I mean, and he was saying something uh, saying something nice about the Gamecocks. So, yeah, that Florida fan can go piss up a rope. He was barely damn literate. Um, you know, he, he didn't use his, uh, that uses turn signals and all that good shit. So, uh, that's not really somebody I want to listen to. Uh, shout out to Eric <clears throat> Ainge saying, Oh, we don't care. We don't care. That's, Oh, we don't care. We don't care. Jackpot. Can you please explain the, the cover photo? Cause you sent me that <laughs> jackpots in the parking lot. Go ahead and finish the story here. Jackpot. Oh uh, yeah, in the that was in the parking lot yesterday of the uh, the Kia dealership, uh, in well, it's Kia of Anderson. It's actually in Pendleton, South Carolina, and we've been dealing for a week and a half with an idiot at Kia in Greenville. Uh, I, I don't want to go into the story, but we went to the to the dealership in uh, Anderson, and uh, there was a Jeep out there. I don't know if it was a waiting service or or had been traded in, or whatever the fuck. Um, but um, it, it had something scribbled up at the top, and then and I was talking to the sales guy and, and with her, and, and he went inside, and um, I noticed it said something, and then it says, I don't care. And I said, huh. So I walked over there and just wrote in the dirt on the back of the windshield, oh, we don't care, we don't care. 
Can you imagine being at the car dealership and your car is there getting service and you know it needs washing? And Jackpot walks up with his American lard ass hat, which is what his hat says. I, I, I didn't make it. That's what his hat says. And I did have it and, on. And he writes in the in in the back of your car. Oh, we don't care. We don't care. <laughs> Jackpot. God damn it. The only thing that would have made it funnier is if you would have went live while you were doing it. That would have been some even the funniest shit ever. So Uncle yeah. Lou says Bama fans pretending to be excited about Auburn rejects stealing Tommy Fry's Reese. Did they hire Kevin Steele for a coordinator? They hired I was gonna get into that with you. They hired Kevin Steele as their defensive coordinator. Now, oh Baron, we're going to talk about our sponsors in a second. Kevin Steele had to get fired by Dabo Sweeney for giving up 70 points in a fucking bowl game. I remember that. Coordinator at Alabama now. So, good luck, bro. Good luck. That's all I can throw so out on that. So, who did Auburn hire? Who, who did uh, Hugh Freeze hire? Hugh Freeze, the oh, help help me out there. The Auburn defensive coordinator is hold on, I'm googling it right now. Is Ron Roberts is what it says online here. I don't know who the hell Ron Roberts is. I know there's a guy named Robin Roberts who was a shortstop for the Phillies back in the 1950s. But yeah, I'm not sure Ron about Roberts Ron. To the Montgomery advi ad advertiser. I thought it was advisor, but it's the advertiser. Well, you could get it $1 for three months. Hugh Freeze is known for his ability to orchestrate offense between himself and new offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery. The defensive side of the ball is where Freeze needed to bring somebody in. He brings in Ron Roberts, who's been a defensive coordinator since 2018. 11 years of head coaching experience split between Delta State. I don't even know where that is. And southeastern Louisiana. Anybody know where Delta State is? Delta State, I think Delta State is the okra. It's okra? Okay. Yeah, there's <coughs> I, I don't get into it. There's smack this group I was in years ago on Facebook. Um, we kind of like adopted this as a uh, well, I mean, it was like kind of a, a thing uh with the guy that ran the group. Uh it, they're called the statesmen or something. I think they're at, they're at the division two, like in the conference with Valdosta state and, and teams like that, but they're called the statesmen. That's the official nickname, but they, they call themselves the okra. They have, okay. they have a stuffed okra mask. Excuse me. Mascot. Your mascot at Delta state is the okra. All right, then. Marty uh, Reinhardt confirms, yes, it's the okra. Um, thank you, Marty. They did. They had they had like a guy and a girl one. You know, like NC State has the guy and the girl wolves. So wait a minute. How do you have a guy and a girl okra? I Is don't know. Like they had like one guy, one stuffed with a, a bow tie and one with a, a, a bow tie up here like it's in her hair. Does she have like, does she have like, did, did they give her like some boobs? Is it an ochre with boobs? That's how you tell the I, difference? I, I oh. cannot answer that, but. Um, well, God damn it, Jackpot. You're supposed to be the expert on the okra from Delta State. Well, I, I'm not an expert on it. I could barely damn remember it, and it's just jogged my memory. But you, you um, I, I am not going to hear that. You are an expert on every damn thing, and you need to tighten it up, sir. 
because that's what we expect of you. You're an expert on everything. I bet I could throw out anything your direction. You can give me 30 seconds on it and be somewhat entertaining. Well, thank you for having so much confidence in me. Yeah, I have confidence in you. But stop slipping. Next time, know what the damn ochre does. <laughs> Sir, UGA wants to know if you're wearing a WWDD uh, What Would Dabo Do bracelet. No, this is a bracelet on one side. It says champions dominate. And on the other side, it says don't be a little bitch. You, you, sir, UGA, I can answer that for you. He'd cry. <laughs> what? Oh, He'd man. cry. That's what Dabo would do. He'd cry. Kentucky Urban misses our Christmas trees. Well, if you stick with this show long enough, we'll probably, I mean, why are we Go back up- and watch some old episodes. Yeah. Go back. The archives are there. The wife says she'll put up a tree next year. So, Will you read that. James Thompson's comment there? Uh, yeah, did you feed Ziggy? Yeah, no, uh, I haven't fed him in three days, actually. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can turn him into a skeleton. Yes. <laughs> he eats all the time. I mean, he has food like in a, a perpetually, it's in a gravity thing that just comes down as he eats it and then he eats a can of food once a day oh there you go all right let's thank our sponsors callaway's bar and grill callaway's bar and grill.com we also have uh go by and check them out highway one diagonal from the walmart in west columbia uh golden tea lounge all kinds of great stuff there big barney ross says he's coming to columbia he's going to go to the golden tea lounge and try to drink all the bourbon at callaway's we shall see also, we have a uh, Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. No, Dennis did not lead the army that shot down the weather balloon yesterday. He did not have the Swansea militia out there shooting at the damn Chinese weather balloon. But he thought about it. He really did. But he does sponsor the show with uh, Fireside Chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, read away. Uh, it sucks to be a Gamecock. Gamecock fans are so happy about what they think is going to happen this coming season. When we Gamecock it up and go six and six, the bandwagon fans will jump off the wagon. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. And I, I that's out there because, you know, I've seen it. Dennis has seen it. You've got the hardcore Carolina fans that are like jackpot there who will go and watch them if they're 0-12 and they're down 64 to nothing at the half. He'll go watch the second half of the game. Guys like the comrade who'll tell you, yeah, we lost 63 to nothing, but we're still a better team than you are. I'm not talking about those fans. I'm talking about the basic bitches who are now showing up because, hey, they won two big games at the end of the season. Those are the fans that won't be there if South Carolina goes six and six next season. So there's that. Uh, Devin Hayes says Carolina has a tough schedule. They have a tough schedule pretty much every year. <laughs> Big Barney Ross says Dennis Wilson shoots two more balloons. He'll get a stuffed animal from Wish. <laughs> Big Barney Ross is all about these balloons. I mean, you know, if, I don't. If that thing flew over Kentucky, Big Barney Ross would have shot that bitch. I, I I have absolutely zero doubt about it. There's two people I know who handle balloons in the sky. Big Barney Ross has got the Midwest side. Dennis Wilson's got the South. I don't know anything um, west of the Mississippi. I mean, I don't know who else would do that, but those two would take care of it. What? Well, I think it's he's got the whole region, dear. 
Why says that's not the Midwest? Anyway. Well, yeah, I don't understand. Why was that thing not shot down until it crossed the entire country? Was that what? I mean, did they think it was going to be dangerous if it landed or something? Right. Was that well, according to uh, stuff the wife and I read, just the steering mechanism was the size of like three school buses. So if you shoot this thing down, apparently, now once again, I'm no expert on balloons, but if you shoot this thing down, the debris could have fallen on someone's house. You imagine something the size of three buses hitting somebody's house. Not good. You could actually hurt somebody. And I think that's maybe that's why they waited for it to get out to the sea. No clue. Yeah, well, I mean, people were, you know, people were on the internet and, you know, everybody on the internet knows everything. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, Posted some they, they shot it down on the channel last night. My favorite is everybody's blaming one political official over another. Like they fucking, we've dealt with this before. <laughs> and they're yeah. just sitting around saying X, Y, and Z did this and X, Y, and Z did that. It has nothing to do with it. They had to wait until they knew where they shot it. Uh, it would actually fall into the ocean and wouldn't hurt anyone. So, well, I mean, that. they could if it had flown over it, which I don't know if it did or not, but they could have shot it down over Lake Superior. Have you That's ever watched? Have you ever watched a video, or do you know anything about Lake Superior? There's all kind of shit on the bottom of uh, Lake Superior. There's a there's a house on the bottom of Lake Superior, like that was uh, being moved. Um, like from one place to another, and they put the house like what? What? No, no, no. Okay, okay. What it was? Uh, that that lake freezes over in the winter time. Like I guess to the point where you can drive across it in some right. spots. Well, like at some point, like in the mid nineteen uh, hundred, some point in time, someone was actually driving a truck, a flatbed truck. Uh, with a house uh, on it across Lake Superior and the ice, and the ice cracked somewhere at some point, and I guess they bailed out of the truck um, and just had to let the house sink. And, I mean, it still sits on the bottom of the lake somewhere there. I've heard that, like, at Lake Murray, they've got, like, cemeteries that are that are under the water there and all kind of shit right here in the Midlands. I, I don't know. Well, there's apparently under uh, Lake Hartwell, which is uh, the uh, the big the big the big man-made lake that creates uh, the the dump beside Clemson University. Well, Clemson's the dump. Um, that's the lake we called Clemson the mistake on the lake uh, and the dump on the hump. That the mistake by oh the lake. Uh, there's actually a town uh, underneath that lake. Yeah, that they flooded out. They moved everybody out of, and they flooded it out when they built the lake. Brock says the female okra complains all the time and thinks her life is a million times harder than the male okra. Newsflash: They're both vegetables. <laughs> life was always going. Life's going to always be hard for them from the jump. Very good. Well, sir. they can do what they want to do. I mean, he's a. I mean, maybe he likes the plainsman. Maybe he identifies as a plainsman. I got nothing. Anyway, maybe she identifies as a male okra. Oh God. Do we have to talk about that? All right. Anyway, jackpot, the Alabama, I I wanted to bring this up really quick with their two coordinators. 
They got the Notre Dame coordinator, which is interesting because he played at Notre Dame. And he said, you know what? I'm going to leave my alma mater and go to Alabama. And I'm going to go down there and, 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 and uh, go and work for Coach Nick Saban, which, let's be honest, the, the he's not exactly the easiest guy to work for, according to everything that you read. I mean, but they do win. So maybe that's that's part of it. Maybe you think he'll go down there and learn something. I don't know. But then the whole thing with Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele is like, he's like the the Brooklyn brawler, in my opinion, because he's been everywhere, and it seems like he's been a loser at a lot of different spots. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's why I was so surprised when I saw that uh, Alabama was hiring him. I thought that was just, um, huh? Y'all said that. I, that, I, that just kind of made me do a double take. Now, why? I, why? I mean, that's your Alabama. Isn't this you, also? Uh, isn't this also a little bit late um, in the? Well, not late in the season, but this is. Isn't this just a little late in the process to be hiring a new coordinator? I mean, unless one of yours takes an NFL job, I guess, which they wouldn't interview people until you know a couple of months after college football is over with, but. It seems to be a bit far along in the process to have to replace people. But, you know, then again, Shane Beamer did uh, make the great um, hire of uh, Marcus Satterfield a couple of years ago around this time. I think it was yeah. around this time when uh, when Mike Bobo packed his Pinto up in the middle of the night and drove down to, uh, down to the Plains to start his new career. Uh, and we see how that worked out for him, just like, just like yeah. he should have, just like he deserved it, too. Well... Anyway, with, with Bobo, don't you're, you're not going to get me to say nice things about Mike Bobo. That guy's a fucking idiot. So is uh, the the defensive line coach that left too. Screw those guys. Um, but no, you would think Alabama would be able to get whoever they wanted. That's it's just very strange. But here's the thing that gets me though: Alabama fans were upset with their offensive coordinator, and they averaged over 30 points a game last season. Think about that for a second. If your offensive coordinator got you 30 points a game, jackpot, I mean, what in the blue hell are you bitching about? I mean, I can understand I the defense. I don't know. Didn't he, didn't he, didn't he, did he not coordinate the offense uh, when they absolutely blistered a pretty good Kansas team, Kansas State team in the bowl game? Yep. I mean, I mean, what were, I mean, what were they like? Maybe like a three point favorite in that game or something? Yeah, it wasn't much. Uh, just, they absolutely blew him out. So, what? What? Where is he going? Um, what, what's it? What's what's uh, his next? O'Brien yeah. went back to the Patriots. He went back to the NFL. That's now, right. O'Brien is a, is a failure in the NFL. He traded New Hopkins for a bucket of baseballs to the Arizona Cardinals. He is a dumb, 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 dumb. dumb. But he's going to go up there and work under the uh, the hat of Bill Belichick, and uh, and you know try to make steal some more money from an NFL team. But the guy put up numbers in college, in my opinion, and I I don't I don't understand why Alabama fans were so upset over that. The defensive coordinator I can get uh, when you get gimmicked up like they did by several teams this season. You know, it just eventually. You got to make some changes, but I, I don't um, know, man. I'm kind of stunned by the whole Kevin Steele thing. Holy shit. 
Um, B2B Visor says maybe they see the writing on the wall. How funny it is that we're talking about Nuke Hopkins and somebody's over in the comment section talking about writing on the wall. Holy shit. Yeah, there you go. That's what he said. Um, uh, John, I don't want to hear any shitty comments. John over in the comment section said Saban's first choice was uh, Glenn Schumann from Georgia, but he declined. I mean, well, can you blame him? I mean, I, I would. I and and here's my thing. I mean, now is going to Alabama. Is that even a promotion? Uh, if you're leaving from Georgia, would you? I don't know. Well, if you're if you're at Georgia, why would you make it? It's not even. It's kind of taking a step back, unless is you Georgia the new Alabama, maybe. I mean, they've won two straight national titles. What the hell else can you go with? They're the current Alabama. Yeah. If you want to out. So. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, Sports Talk with Tom Bailey says Kevin Steele was Nick Saban's first defensive coordinator at Alabama. Well, that was – Saban's been there since, what, 2000, whatever, 2000, whatever. 2007. Years. Yeah, so in 13 seasons, what the hell has Kevin Steele done? I know he got 70 hung on him at Clemson by a, a fucking warped-out West Virginia team. Big Barney Ross says, how come nobody's talking about Nebraska, the Cornhuskers? Um, so not any good. Yeah, there's that too. All right, phone lines are open. Uh, we're on a uh jackpot. We're on a seven weeks, seven was it seven day, uh seven day bubble now where I haven't hung up on anybody. Let's see if that can continue tonight. Yeah. 803-470-2905. Uh jackpot will tell me when to hang up the phone. I will not hang up on you out of uh an if you're a nuisance. Or just stupid. I won't hang up on you. Jackpot's going to remotely control the phones from right there. 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. If you would like to uh, join the show, let's go to the phones. And welcome to the program. Good evening. Hey, how are y'all doing? Hello, how are Great. you? I'm doing good. It's good to check in with you guys after a brief hiatus. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I missed uh, missed talking with y'all uh, a couple of times a week here. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I called in today. Uh, and someone in the comment section had asked me if I had called in yet. I don't think I have. I think this is my first time uh, calling in today. Um, you know, if, you, if you miss a but, show, uh, they start yeah. thinking bad things like, is, is Uncle Lou here or there or somewhere else? So I'm just saying. Uh, I, think right. you, I think he was ill. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, would you consider me to be a regular caller <laughs> into this show? I, I believe so, sir. Yes. I believe so. Okay, good. 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 Cause this is my favorite call in show. So, um, it's, it's good to be a regular. Um, I, I feel like when I call into this show, it's like when Norm walks into cheers, you know what I mean? We try to be inviting. Yeah. Y'all are very inviting. Um, two things real quick. Number one, um, I feel bad, um, for, uh, South Carolina fans because Nicholas Harbor isn't any good, but I, you know, he's a five-star. So South Carolina fans are excited just like they were when they got Spencer Rattler. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm torn because, uh, you know, 
I don't like South Carolina, but I do, you know, I, I don't hate them so much that I don't want them to have like anything to be excited about. So I don't blame them for being excited. Um, just like I didn't blame them for being excited about Spencer Rattler, but it is going to be sad when reality um, comes crashing down. And they realize that Nicholas Harbor isn't any good. And uh, I just think that's sad. Uh, what uh, do you guys think about that? Uncle Lou, if he sucks, why did Georgia offer him? Oh, I don't know. A bunch of people offered him, but unfortunately, he's just not any good. Okay, I mean, Georgia needed someone to stop the bench. Okay, because I mean, he had he had forty two offers, one of them from the two time defending national champion. I mean, yeah, well, Georgia wanted him just to run track, though. Oh, okay, so it was just yeah, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia just wanted him to run track. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about is um, I, I don't know I don't know if it's too early to do this or not. Um, it is the off season, so to speak. But one of my favorite things to do um, in the off season, besides just looking forward to the start of the season in general, uh, is in particular I like to look at uh, early season non-con games. You know, games we don't see all the time. So like I'm not talking about Clemson and South Carolina. Like we see that every year. I'm talking mostly about the games we see in the beginning of the season, Um, you know, like one-off neutral site games or these back-to-back home-and-home series or whatever. How about these great rematches coming up this year? LSU and Florida State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas and Bama, Texas A&M and Miami. Uh, Four pretty good games there. There's a bunch more. But in particular, LSU and Florida State, and then uh, Texas A&M and Miami. Now, LSU and Florida State are going to be in the top 10 in a lot of polls. So, obviously, that'll be a, uh, you know, that game will get a lot of attention, which is good because it didn't get much attention last offseason because nobody expected either of those teams to be any good. Now, they both ended up having pretty good years, but they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. So, that's kind of the marquee um, non-con game early in the season. If you look at the list, I mean, uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame are both highly ranked, but Texas isn't highly ranked, and then Texas A&M and Miami aren't ranked at all. Uh, that LSU-Florida State game is going to be a good one. And with Texas A&M and Miami, two unranked piles of doo-doo there. But doesn't that feel like a must-win game for both teams? How, how is either of those teams going to lose that game and then carry any momentum forward into the rest of the season? That, that feels like a, a must-win game for both of those teams. Uh, your thoughts and analysis. Yeah, you're 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 probably probably kind of kind of right there. Um, uh, it's important for Texas A and M to go um, and and have a good showing, especially against Miami, uh, the way they uh, ended up the season. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, both of those teams were uh, were very very disappointing last year for sure. So whoever loses is is definitely going to be be a step behind. Um, the other, um, I think the LSU-Florida State matchup, um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you, and I heard what you said about them today during your uh, your, your, little show, uh, your little mini-series of, uh, you know, ranking 25 through 21, 23, and uh, oh, yeah. that, uh, you know, uh, last year, you know, that nobody – kind of expected that to be what it was, and that Florida State really didn't have a good win outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of believe that to be so. And I think I think LSU is going to uh, exact a measure of revenge on them this year. I think Florida State's a little bit overblown. And, 
Uh, I, I, uh, I could see uh, LSU winning that game by two scores. Let's not forget they did win the uh, didn't win the SEC East. Didn't have a, didn't have a great showing against Georgia in the um, SEC championship game. It wasn't horrible. Uh, it was definitely better than better fight than TCU put up when you got a national championship game. So I think LSU is pretty formidable. I, I still scratch my head at their game last year against Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that one. And also, people are forgetting, too, there is a, uh, a pretty pivotal uh, non-conference uh, Power 5 matchup early in the year uh, between uh, my Gamecocks and their home away from home, uh, Bank America Stadium, where the uh, Carolina Panthers play against uh, the UNC Tar Heels. Um, so that's yeah, going to be a good game. That's, that's going to be a good one, too. Yeah, that, that, one's, uh, that one's in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Okay. I, I could see that game being a forty-something to thirty-something game for sure. Hey, the, yeah. the, the winner can uh, go eight and four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, uh, what is West Virginia doing now? They play on the road at Penn State Week One, then turn uh, around and have to play Pitt. What yeah, are they I doing? That. They have a tough to make a bowl game. They have a tough. They have a tough road to hoe. I noticed that. They're trying to, uh, I guess, yeah, reinvigorate do. the the rivalry with Pitt. Um, the um, I forgot what they called that game. Backyard brawl is what they used to call it. Backyard, Backyard brawl. And then they're 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 playing Penn State too. So um, that's probably going to be a couple of L's for them right there. They haven't even started the conference season. It was weird looking at their schedule too. Um, they're they got Cincinnati on the schedule, I think, and then. Uh, UCS on the schedule, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're in the Big 12 now. Uh, so all those schedules had to yeah. be redone. Um, yeah, and they play um, – uh, well, I don't remember if they play Cincinnati on the road or not, but, yeah, West Virginia, that early season non-con schedule. And then Colorado, uh, another team uh, that, that's going to be tough out of the gate. They got to play uh, on the road at TCU uh, mm-hmm. week one, and then they host Nebraska week two. Yeah, that's yeah, and, and I noticed that um, with, with I got your cousin D on there, Coach Prime. So I noticed with with Cincinnati, their first uh, game as a member of the Big Twelve is a home game against Oklahoma. And now, who would have thunk it uh, a few years ago if you were looking at that? That Cincinnati will most likely be favored uh, in that game against Oklahoma. If you look at the Big 12 schedule, it's pretty obvious the Big 12 is trying to stick it to Oklahoma. Their schedule is brutal, the way it sets up with when their away games are and and, and multiple away games in a row. Um, yeah, they got to go play the bicycle play um, uh, at the Bicycle College late in the uh, year, too. Yeah, all right. Uh, what about the Florida and Utah rematch? Florida's first road game in the non-conference against a Power 5 opponent outside the state of Florida in over 30 years. They yeah, I believe the last time was a game against Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, and they lost. Oh, God. Yeah, it was like 1990 or 91. They lost on the road at Syracuse. That's the last time they played a non-conference road game outside the state yeah, of Florida yeah. against the Power 5 team. And they got to travel to Utah. And, you know, they get Cam Rising back. I was kind of um, surprised you came back. Yeah, Dabo 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 taught him taught him how to lose to Syracuse on the road. 
Yeah. And one more I want to ask you about, too, that's interesting to me. This one's in week two. Oregon on the road at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, sleepy good. Hmm. That's that's an interesting game there. Um, yeah. The Texas Tech, uh, you, you, I remember you uh, said about them, too, last year. They beat, they beat uh, Texas and Oklahoma the same season last year. Yeah. They're on the come up, man. I watched them. Um, I watched them last year in like week two. I think they played at NC State. I watched that ball game, and they didn't play real well there, and they lost. But um, I guess they kind of turned it around later in the season. I don't know. I don't know if they got. I don't know if they can hang with Oregon or not. And Bo Nix, I have to see. Yeah, be a good one. All right. Well, last thing, and then I'll let you go. This is this is for my friend Rob. Rob, you got any idea where Nicholas Harbor is going to be transferring in twenty twenty four? Well, the NFL. Not not to Georgia because um, you know he's not going to run track there. He already turned him down for that. So I don't right. know. We'll see. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think he's going to transfer. I think he's going to stay there. I mean, I don't know. South Carolina seems to have an in up there. Marshawn Lloyd was up in that area. They they seem to be able to recruit that area up there. So we'll see. I mean, I you know I've talked to some people and they're like, I don't know where he's going to play. I mean, he's lightning quick supposedly, but is he going to be a defensive end? Is he going to be a wide receiver? I don't. I mean, he's kind of a guy without a position. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. You gentlemen have a good evening and hug a Bama fan if you see one. They got to spend the next eight months pretending to like Tommy Reese. I, I really don't want to get that close to the smell, but thank you. Big Barney Ross says number 20 Ole Miss versus number 19 Tulane, most anticipated game at Yulman Stadium. Thank you for the super chat, sir. Uh, also, thank you, Text Tiger, for the super chat. He said, Go Tigers. He wanted us to hang up on Uncle Lou, but we're not hanging up on people unless Jackbox nope. So, can't do it. Uh, welcome to the program. Good evening. Hey, it's Chris in Georgia. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey. sure. Um, you guys keep mentioning Kevin Stills' performance against West Virginia, but let's just look at last year. I mean, the man allowed MTSU, who scored, I think, like 18 total points against, like, James Madison, UAB, and another Sunbelt school. He, they scored 45 on them. And then uh, FSU scored 45 on them, which FSU is a decent team. Uh, Duke who wasn't known for their offense, scored 45. Pitt scored 40, and uh, Clemson scored like 42 on them, or I may have those two mixed up. I mean, that's five schools scoring over 40 points on you, one of them being a group of five school. And Alabama sees that after a year where they just gave gave up their most points ever under Saban, and they're like, yeah, that's the guy we want. That's who we need to go get. Like, uh, Maybe just, maybe the – Maybe there's just this thing of like, all right, um, may, maybe Nick Saban's going where he's gone before. I don't know. I what I just think Kevin Steele. I just think fucking Gino was it Gino Smith or who the hell was that quarterback for, for West Virginia? I think it, I think it was Gino. But yeah, so I mean, they, they, yeah. that Clemson, that Clemson defense had four guys that played in the league, so it wasn't like debunked of talent. There was talent on that team. And they go out there and get 70 hung on them. It just looked like shit. So that's what I think when I think of Kevin Steele. So Yeah. And then Tommy Reese, I just I just don't know 
he's never been known. Notre Dame's never been known for just developing a good quarterback. That's kind of been Brian Kelly's biggest issue, and I don't think it changed under uh, Tommy Reese and and uh, Marcus Freeman. But I mean, you need a quarterback. You ended up not being able to get one out of the portal that you wanted, even though you offered them seven figures allegedly. And uh, so now you've got to take these four quarterbacks you got in your room, two of which are true freshmen, one of which is a running back, Jalen Milrow, and the other one who you guys wouldn't even give a chance when Jalen Milrow was stinking it up. You wouldn't even give him a single rep. And uh, one of those four guys are supposed to be your future at quarterback, the most important position on the field. And I, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I think it's – is Alabama going to go 6-6 six and six next year? Unlikely. But, I mean, they were – while they were – four points or whatever away from 12 and 0 they were also that many points away from eight and four so or seven and five so i mean it could be a bad year for bama you, kevin Steele's not really known for being the guy that locks locks teams down when you need them to he, his, his defenses don't really bow up when when their backs are against the wall uh every every big close game auburn ever won under Gus Malzahn, when Kevin Still was there, was because of a special teams player, the offense. It was never Kevin Still stopping a team from scoring. So, I don't know. It'll be exciting to watch. Uh, we've all wanted the downfall of Alabama for about a decade now. So, uh, everybody outside of Tuscaloosa and uh, random fans in North Carolina and Mississippi and shit that are Alabama fans will be the only ones. But, um, Anything else, sir? Yeah. Nah, I mean, I know Lou was going in on Nicholas Harbor. I just, I don't see him. It sounds like they need him immediately for this year. And I just don't see it happening because I don't think his Olympic coach is going to let him play. They're probably going to have to redshirt him because the Olympic coach is not going to let him play contact football while they're prepping for the 2024 Olympics. Like, I think he may have just been kind of a splash high or a splash signing. To, to boost the class, but it's the earliest you get to see him is 2024. And if he does well in the Olympics, I doubt he ever plays football. But we'll see. It's a All good right. signing. Kept that Olympic away. coach can go piss up a rope. Hey, Chris, thank you for calling, man. We <laughs> that's appreciate that, it. That's his dream. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Now I decided not hang up on Chris. Lisa he seems to be, uh, when I've seen him on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, he seems to be all in. Uh, with game talk football, so I don't know about all that. I think uh, it sounds like not sour grapes, but well, maybe maybe he wants to play there. Who knows? Uh, Lisa says Uncle Lou has a great voice for phone sex. Holy shit! Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, good day. This is Sports Talk with Tom Bailey. How y'all doing? Um, Alabama fan here. Um. Y'all was talking about some of the schedules. Uh, I read on Miami's schedule that they're traveling to Bethune-Cookman to play no, a game. Sir. I don't know if that was a misprint. Do y'all uh, know anything? I think that's that a misprint. True? It, says, uh, it says that I'm looking at the Miami schedule on the ESPN website, and that's a home game for, for okay. Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah. because so, it said at BCU on their schedule. I'm like, at? So I'm like, that's kind of yeah, crazy, I, but uh, I mean, I'm looking at it right but now. Any, um, it was a misprint. I don't know. I mean, right. Why would you go to Bethune-Cookman uh, to play? But yeah. I, I don't know either. I've, I've actually seen a game. I actually, I actually seen a game in Bethune Cookman Stadium. They used Daytona Beaches Stadium, and the, when I was a kid, or the community I lived in at the time, their high school team played their state championship game. They, 
You know what Bethune Cookman ought to do is they ought to invite another um another HBCU down to uh to Daytona and they play they play the second um college football game on a racetrack and um they can coin this one the the eight what what the HBCU NASCAR national championship, kind of like the uh like the Vols did a couple years ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sir, yeah, was- um that would be funny. Hey, I have yeah, a question uh, for you, though. You mentioned that you're down there in the land of Alabama. Um, are the folks right. pissed with the uh, the two coordinator hires that uh, Nick Saban has made? I guess from social media. Actually, I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road. I'm actually in northern Indiana tonight. But uh, but <laughs> I, I think some fans are kind of upset about the Kevin Steele hire. Uh, a lot of them was Jeremy Pruitt was the fans' favorite to get the job. Yeah. Um, the rumor is they was going to try to promote Grantham to DC, but I, wonder, I wasn't thrilled. Now, now, bear with me for a second here. I wonder if Saban wanted Pruitt, but the SEC said, "You know what? Maybe there was a conversation that was had that was like, you know what? This guy was at Tennessee and was they had to fire the entire athletic staff on the football side over there and the AD." maybe you shouldn't have this guy on your staff. Maybe it was like a show right. cause that no one was going to know about, but, you know, Sankey's like, fuck off. You can't have this guy. Find somebody else. Well, well, you know, here's the funny thing about that is Alabama a couple of years ago was trying to hire Hugh Freeze as the offensive coordinator. Sure. And that, that was the situation with him. They actually said, well, you can't hire him. Right. And well, then I mean, turn Hugh, around. Hugh, Auburn Hugh Freeze, sir, it's, it's a completely different thing. Hugh Freeze had a problem with the ladies. And he was calling right, him up right. on his phone and, and getting whores by the dollar. That's fine. He had to go to Liberty to find Jesus, and that's fine. They didn't want to hurt his quest to find the Lord. I, I don't have a problem with that. Right. Jeremy Pruitt is <laughs> yeah, just a known yeah. fucking cheater, and his wife's a cheater, too. She was on a client staff, yeah. and she's a cheater, too. This guy shouldn't coach I, I, anywhere a, in the country again, I, ever. I'm gonna, you know how Jeremy Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt, you know how Jeremy Pruitt got into college football is because he was a defensive coordinator at Hoover High School. Well, Nick Saban was going to hire Rush Perot as player to, uh, you know, a uh, player personnel development. That's the job Jeremy Pruitt first had at Alabama. But there, that was right when the two family story came out about Rush Perot having the two families during that time. So Saban and Alabama decided not to hire. Rush Perose, they hired Pruitt instead. So it's kind of well, you could put you, you know put those two together, Probst and Pruitt, and and it's just a sack of shit. We backed them both up. That's what it would be, just a huge sack. Yeah, of I shit. mean, yeah, but with Tommy Reese, I'm kind of optimistic a little bit. I went back and looked at some of this. You know, I know Notre Dame statistically didn't have a great offense, but. The play selection, he likes to run the ball a lot more than Bill O'Brien. So I'm kind of optimistic because where Alabama struggled at the last two years, Alabama couldn't run the ball worth a damn. I mean, like two, a couple of years ago, we beat LSU in Tuscaloosa in 2021, and we only had five yards of rushing the whole game. So, well, but so the inability of, for – But, sir, just well, trying to go to war with you here on this, but Alabama no. went to more of a spread-type offense where they would have the running back go one yard down the field and flipping the ball it's essentially a running play even though it's booked as a passing play so i mean that's kind of right. kind of hard i mean they averaged over 30 points a game 
I don't think Bill O'Brien's yeah, a piece I'll, of shit. So, I mean, he's – Jameer Gibbs was pretty good last year running the ball. Yeah, right. he was pretty good. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs was – and uh, well, let me let me uh, plug in right there, if I may. Sure. I think Bill O'Brien overall was a good offensive coordinator. Sure. I think a lot of Alabama fans got mad at him. His situational play calling mm. in certain situations wasn't that great. Like, for example, against the, the game we lost at A&M in 2021, as we, threw, we threw a pass in the red zone when we should have lined up a random ball down their throat. And then this past year at Tennessee, on the drive when we missed the field goal at the end of the game, a lot of people said we should have ran the ball, forced Tennessee at least to use their timeout. <laughs> Uh, and then, so uh, you, there was some situational can, play column there with pick, Bill O'Brien. One play here or one play there, and then uh, I'm fine with that. But I, I, I don't know if you told me I could pick between Reese or O'Brien, and that's going to be my offensive coordinator. I'm going with O'Brien. Reese hasn't proven enough to me yet to say, hey, we're going to give you the keys to this top ranked offense as far as talent goes. We're just going to say, go after it. Especially with the well, um, the savage Alabama fan base, where hey, if it's not a national right. title, fuck off. So yeah, and that's another and that's another thing I want to ask y'all's opinion on. With the way the playoffs are now structured, you know, going to like Alabama went eleven and two last year. And that's a great one. The Sugar Bowl, that's a great season. I mean, twenty years ago, that would have been an awesome season. Um, but with like the playoffs is, and I was talking to Megan, Megan on the phone earlier about it. Like, you take Clemson last year. Clemson actually had a decent season. But when you're a program like Alabama, like Georgia, like a Clemson, like an Ohio State, if you go to a major bowl game and go 10-2, it's a failure now. Yeah, well. Yeah, if you're actually grouping Clemson in the, with those teams, that's okay. That's kind of crazy. Uh, but, I mean, it's – I mean – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at it from this perspective. If Georgia goes ten and two next season, the Georgia fans are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" I mean, they're, but but they're if Georgia goes that. if Georgia goes ten and two next, everybody's gonna be saying that because if you look at Georgia's schedule, <laughs> what two teams are gonna beat them? I I think I think Uncle Lou's tired of hearing about the fucking Georgia schedule too. I haven't been. I've well, now, now I will say this. Let I, me I'm plug this sure in. He's tired of hearing about that damn schedule. Well, well, I will say this. I would have the reason why Georgia's schedule is weak, and I'll be fair to Georgia, is because the SEC made them cancel the Oklahoma game. Yeah, well, I mean that's. I mean, okay, I get Georgia was kind of put in a bad situation, so they had to hire, they had to go out and find I forgot who else, but they had to find a lesser opponent. So they was kind of. I mean, Georgia was kind of stuck in this situation where you know they really had no control over how. Week their schedule is this year. I don't. I think that was out of their control. So I don't beat Georgia up for having an easy schedule. I'm just saying, looking at Georgia's roster, looking at the 12 teams they play, I just don't see anybody on there that could match up with Georgia next year, unless I, Georgia has yeah. a disaster of a game. Sir, I, I appreciate you calling the show and uh, bringing us the the flavor of the Alabama fan base. Even though you're up in Indiana right now, thank you for that. Are you? You're not near Gary, Indiana, are you? Am I not? Where 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 am I? Where, what city you asked me, Gary? I'm near Gary, Indiana. Are you? No, no, sir. I'm past Gary. I'm in uh, what they call Burns Harbor, Indiana. I'm I'm about ten miles east of Gary. Well, I was I'm about to say, I was there. I'd, I'd stay in my 
I'd say locked up in that truck. I heard the lot lizards there, or, or they'd probably uh, pull well, out pistols yeah. and steal shit from you. Sir, before you go, can you oh, yeah. give us a lot lizard report for Indiana, please? <laughs> there ain't none here where I'm at. Uh, so there's you no know, lot lizards there. You, there you go. Well, well, lot, well, lot lizards very rarely this day and age. Lot lizards walk the walk the truck stop parking lot. You know, most of the guys that do that kind of thing, they usually they usually go online and find their dates now. So it's, you, I mean, uh, you're, I mean well, let me, here, I'll, I'll give you the advice that my uh, chief engineer gave us when we were uh, let off the boat in New Orleans, when we went down to the yard in New Orleans like 20 years ago now. <laughs> he said, if you're paying for a prostitute and she's giving you oral pleasure and you look down and her shoulders have more muscles than yours, hurry up and finish. Thank you, Chief. Well, you. I don't mess around with people like that, so so I don't worry about that just, kind of just thing. Be careful. But uh, you could get a bad life. Yeah, Kale's looking out for you too, man. <laughs> That's true. Hey, uh, I got some dirt on Peg and Megan. If y'all want to hear it. Oh, you have dirt on Peg and Megan, please. Yeah, please. Yeah, um, the show. there is there is a, the folks in Georgia are telling me that he lost his virginity to Stacey Abrams. <laughs> are you sure about that that's what the rumor is well, that's his, what the rumor is they might be pegging a... pegging megan and she probably yeah. pegged him i would not doubt it yeah probably did sir you stay safe on the road all right <laughs> yes sir have a good night uh, <laughs> i never know where this fucking show is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> All right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Big Barty Ross says the caller steals copper. <laughs> he also says Gary, Indiana has three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and KFC gravy. <laughs> they they uh they rolled they closed up the KFC near my house. Uh welcome to the program. Good evening. Uh yeah, good evening, Matt. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, am I coming through loud and clear? Speak your mind, sir. Well, for a second there, I thought tonight's show was going to be a two-caller show, and I'm glad that that's not how it turned out. All right. What do you got for the program? But then third of all, I just wanted to say that um, I just wanted to ask if Rob has figured out his schedule for March 3rd through 5th yet. I will not be going to the Slob Olympics. I We'll That's what you said last week, but, but but then by the end of the show, you said that there was a chance no, you might come I, up for the day. I have talked with the wife. The wife is going to be out of town that weekend, so I will be here at home. Well, that's a bummer. I'm sending Kale to win the whole thing for me. Uh, he's going to win the entire show. He's going to wear his, his, his American lard-ass hat there, and uh, he's going to take home everything. Kale's been reading well, books on the side. And doing all kind of stuff, training for this. I have no doubt that he will do the show proud. I've been doing calisthenics too at nighttime before I go to bed. People and when I wake up, everybody just don't know all that much about it, but I have. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm glad to say that you know one one part of the dynamic duo is coming to the Slav Olympics. Uh, B2B Visor says the wife called her shot, and the wife said no, no. She told me I could go. She's going down with my daughter to uh, visit some friends, and I will have my son here. 
So there you go. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring my son down and do all that. We're just gonna hang out here and ride around on the golf cart. All right, fellas. Well, I, I know this is a football show and that, so sure. I just I appreciate your you letting me call in and um I just want to say that uh Georgia's living in Bama's fans' heads rent free. Twisted Rooster says Jackpot is dressing up as the big boss man. I'm not I'm actually gonna dress up as the one man gang. No, you're gonna dress up as Akeem, the African That's dream. That's right. Akeem the African dream. You're only a foot shorter than he was, but that's all right. You hear this dog? This dog is over here snoring. Sounds Look, like a freight I, train. I would go. I just, I have stuff I've got to take care of that weekend, man. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, let's see here. You will get, <laughs> Big Barney Ross says you'll get kicked out of the Slob Olympics for having a concealed belly button. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, I, the Alabama folks, I wondered how they were thinking about that and how that was, I mean, it seems like they're not really happy with that. So we'll see. We'll see on that. Jackpot, do you want to talk about what Gigi Jackson said on his live? Or are we just going to say it's just a kid being 19 years old? Let him talk. Is he even 19? Oh, he's 18, 19, whatever. Cause he, I, like he's, he's supposed to be a high school senior. Actually, I mean, he's that young. He he was just he 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 forgot, I think, for a minute that uh, he wasn't. He's a kid, but he's not just a kid. Um, all eyes are on him. He's expected to be like a leader on that team, which is unfortunate because he's too young to be the leader of that team. Somebody else should be the leader of the team, but he's got to be because he's the best player out there, right? Um, and all eyes are going to be on you. And I guess he forgot that people that there's such a thing as a share button uh, on most people's telephone devices, so they can, you know, take that live stream that you did and broadcast it out to the world. Um, but I mean, it was because it was it looked like it was just like basically him talking to his friends on the thing. I don't think he said anything that out of the way. I don't think that he. Uh, I, mean, I don't think he was that out of line. He's just a little bent out of shape at the end of it. And, I mean, what he said did make a little bit of sense. I mean, it's the last – you know, they had a three-point a – three, a, a, a chance to win that game, which they made a really good comeback in with a three-pointer. Why do – why does the ball go to the fucking center uh, out on the perimeter? Um, well, they you didn't, know they get the, that play wasn't executed the way it was drawn up, I don't believe. I, you know, he did say that he thought that, Hey, he's, he's not going to try. He's not, he's staying or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I so think, if you say that, I mean, if you, if you listen to that, it was, it was actually a good live. I mean, for South Carolina fans, I mean, ain't that what you want? I mean, I don't think he is. I think he's bullshitting, but, or I think he's just kind of talking out of his ass. I don't think he, <laughs> this Gamecock basketball team has no post presence that's part of their problem and you know he's he's still young and i don't think he's quite the prospect that everybody thought that he was going to be but um yeah i mean he, he's definitely shown signs where he, he could be really good but chico carter is the best player on the team right now and not everybody really knows that unless you follow them all right uh let's go out to the phones welcome to the program good evening 
Hey, how y'all doing? I, I tried to give other people an opportunity to call in, but now no one's calling in. Sure. So um, I'm going. To, I'm going ahead and calling back in. Now I wanted to address uh, the situation about the uh, slander directed towards Georgia's schedule, if I may. Yeah, I figured you were tired of hearing about that, so I was trying to send some of that yeah. out for you. But go ahead. I could see where you might think. I could see where you might think that, uh, but I'm not tired of hearing about it, uh, and I'm not tired of talking about it too. Um, now, there's multiple issues here. Number one, it's not Georgia's fault that Florida sucks or that South Carolina is an eight-win team or that Kentucky's headed in the wrong direction or that Eli Drinkwitz is getting fired after this year or that Vandy is Vandy or that Auburn is in a rinse-and-repeat mode with head coaches. Or None about, of that is Georgia's fault. Georgia can't play themselves? It could be that too. Alabama has that problem. Well, that's the, the other thing. Yeah. And 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 you're 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 a Clemson man. You've gone through this recently. The better of a team you are, the harder it is to impress anybody with your schedule. That's now, true. with that being said, the Oklahoma situation, uh, it's BS about the SEC forcing Georgia to cancel that game. The SEC office has zero say so in who Georgia plays in the non-con. None. Now, what the SEC could have done, and I think what they should have done, is they should have said, okay, Georgia's got this game scheduled on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's return game in Athens isn't scheduled till 2029. Oklahoma's joining the SEC in 2025. Here's what we're going to do. Georgia's going to play at Oklahoma this year. But the first year that Oklahoma is in the SEC, they're playing a road game in Athens. Year one. They could have done that. We could have kept the Oklahoma game. Here's the other issue, and this doesn't have anything to do with who we're playing. It has to do with where we're playing. One out of every three games, one out of every three games that Georgia played last year was at a neutral site. What are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? Are we trying to take college football away from college campuses? One out of every three games was played at a neutral site. Oregon, well, one, one out of those uh, three LSU. was a playoff game, right? Well, Oregon, LSU, um, uh, uh, Ohio State, Florida, uh, TCU, and Florida. The Florida game is the problem. If I was a season ticket holder for Georgia, I'd be raising hell. If fans complain that no Georgia games come on at night, okay, uh, well, how about play Florida in Athens every other year? Why are we still playing that game in Gainesville? It doesn't make any sense. The problem is getting worse. We, we talked about LSU and uh, Florida State earlier. That's great that they're playing two years in a row. Guess how many of those games are played on a college campus, though? Zero. They played one in the Saints building, and they're playing another one somewhere in Orlando for no fucking reason. Why? Are they playing why? in the bounce house? Why are you LSU and Georgia – why are LSU and Georgia begging to drive an hour away from their own campus to play neutral site games? Well, Mickey, it doesn't Mickey make any sense. Game, I guess I, I don't know. I don't understand the whole let, let's play these non or these these out of conference games at a neutral site. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree it's with so you dumb. Schedule a home and home. I don't like the fact that we played Clemson in a one-off uh, in Charlotte. It should have been in Clemson, and then. This year or next year or last year or whatever, y'all could have came to Athens. And we have one of those scheduled five or six years down the road. But same thing with Oregon. Oregon travels all the way to Atlanta. 
Okay, great. Get off the plane, get in a bus, drive an hour, play in Athens, and then next year we'll fly out to Middle Earth or wherever the hell Eugene, Oregon is um, and play out there. But they don't do that. But that's it. My rant is over. Now, uh, before I go, um, can I address someone in the comment section, please? Sure. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Lisa, how you doing? Um, it's Uncle Lou here. Uh, I want you to close your eyes and pretend that I'm there wearing nothing but my Georgia robe and championship belt. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm rubbing cocoa butter on your knees while you hand feed yourself Tommy fries one at a time and the gooey cheese and ranch dressing dribbles down your chin. Then I'm going to go into the kitchen and I'm going to bring you some of my world famous boiled peanuts. You're going to put two at a time, two at a time in your mouth and suck Uncle Lou's salty nuts completely dry. Then I'll reach into my grocery bag. In my grocery bag, I have three clothespins, a ball of string, a rubber mallet, and a gently used pair of socks. If you want the rest, give me a call. Have a good morning. Um, I, I, think we should, I can't uh, top that. Yeah, I think it's time to end the show. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. We'll be back at it Wednesday. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Jackpot's on Twitter at Hall underscore Kale. In case you want to have an adult conversation, you can go over to yeah. uh, Twitter and go that route. Wait, real quick, did we say, um, did you see where the, the Gamecocks did uh, get a commitment for the 24, 2024 class? On Friday, I did. I, I read something about that. Yeah, uh, Mazio Bennett from Greenville, South Kakalaki, uh, commits to the Gamecocks. So, Big Bonnie Ross says, uh, "Thank you for the super chat." Fifty Shades of Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Gamecocks are, uh, I think, they're number six currently in the twenty twenty four class. I know it's early. I know it's early. So, but yeah, to being ranked that high, I mean, Shane Beamer's putting it down over there, man. And I think it's good for the state for South Carolina to not be an afterthought really is. So, yeah, I mean, and, and look, if you're, if you're in this state, I mean, would you like to get to a point where South Carolina may scare Georgia a little bit? Georgia's thinking, man, fuck, we got to go down there and play. Those 75,000 idiots in the middle of the damn ghetto waving white, the white flag of surrender to a techno song. We don't want to deal with that. Hell no. Yeah. Last year, last year's game was an utter embarrassment. Uh, that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing when you play those folks that uh, they got to, they've got to um, be focused next year or this year, whatever. Uh, when they play them, there was no focus this past season. It was, uh, that was a blowout from start to finish. All right, one more call and we're out of here. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys, it's me, Justin. How y'all doing? Justin, Good. how are you? I seen your Facebook post Good. earlier. How you doing there, friend? Good, good. Hey, well, um, I'm, I try to adjust the Lamont Perez up, but, man, it, it, it's hard to deal with the zero right now, man. It's just, 
hard to watch this basketball team, you know. Yeah, they're they're not very good, sir. You know, you're a tall gentleman. You should go out and try out. You might make the damn team. <laughs> oh yeah, I could. I could help this team get this get the W's. You know. My, I mean, you seem like you want it more in the paint than those guys. So I'm just saying. Oh yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Take care, guys. You have a good night, man. We'll see you later on. Uh, Hunter Slay <laughs> in the comments. Hunter Slay over in the comment section says these recruits Ooh. going to ship when they get there and realize how bad it is. L O L. Huh? <sighs> Sir Uga it's, says he's disappointed. They, take, they took official visits, I think. So it's not like they're going in with a blinder fold on. Yeah, don't get upset, Sir Uga. All right, Jackpot. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you later on. Thank you, gang.